This is Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life, episode number 19, Taking Back the Remote, part three, examples of how I have done this in my own life. This is The 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast on Monday. I'm so glad that you each are here once again. I am actually recording this on a Friday um, before you'll listen to it because we are getting ready to go out of town and we're excited. And I'll tell you all about that the next time I am on the podcast. So, um, anyway, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We had a fantastic Thanksgiving. It was a really nice day. My hunt, my husband and my, one of my sons went and, ran a 5k and came home. And then I, my daughter and I went and took, um, the dogs for a walk and that was super fun. And it was just the right amount of coldness and not too cold, not too warm for me. And then we went to some friends for dinner and that was super fun. And they did such a fun thing. I would love to make this a Thanksgiving tradition. So they had set up this thing off of their deck where they had two turkeys painted on a board and then they covered the turkeys with balloons and they had a whole bunch of BB guns and we shot the balloons with the BB guns. It was so fun. I loved it. It was fun for the kids. It was fun for the adults. It was such a great idea and it was just a perfect Thanksgiving day. The food was yummy. The company was great and we just had a great time. So I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving as well. It's warm here again today. So you may hear my kids in the background. They're outside playing in the backyard, enjoying the awesome weather. Um, before I get into today's podcast, I just wanted to, um, remind you of a couple of things. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month. And so that is our time for a cup of Joel, where my friend Joel Harper and I discuss a gospel topic and kind of his spin on some things. And so you're really going to want to listen to this one. We're talking about the difference between sin and weakness and how they are not the same, but sometimes we like to clump them together and we like to beat ourselves up about our weaknesses and we shouldn't be doing that. So you'll want to tune in for that. That will be a great episode for you to listen to. Um, also, did you make my rolls for Thanksgiving? I know one of my friends did and I She was even commenting on Facebook that she didn't know if they were all going to make it to Thanksgiving dinner. So I hope you did. And if you didn't, you still have tons of time to be able to do it for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So thank you. Thank you if you did. And I hope you enjoyed them. Um, If you have any questions, please shoot me an email at meg at the That brings me to one more thing. I have eight reviews now on the podcast, and that makes me so excited. 
So if you have not left a review, I'm only 12 away from my goal of 20 by Christmas. I believe in you guys. You can do this. It's not that hard. Go write a review and give me the best Christmas present ever. I would really appreciate it just so we can get this out to other people. All right. I'm not going to harp on that too much. So anyway, I wanted to get into today's podcast and this is just going to be totally me talking kind of off the cuff and giving you my insight into how to take back your emotional remote. I truly believe that if you are able to do this in your life, it will change your life in ways you never thought were possible. And it will take your life from where it is now to a whole new level of greatness and uh, insight and all of that. So you really, 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 really need to be able to grasp this concept of being in charge of the way that you feel and that you're the one that gets to choose how you feel and that you get to choose that by what you think. Our feelings always come from a thought that we have that precedes it. And so sometimes you may think, no, I'm just feeling this way. But if you really sit down and reflect on what's causing you to feel that, it will always come from a thought. So I wanted to share some personal experiences with you. And I picked out three today. There's several in my life. And I want you to realize that this is not something that I am perfect at by any means. I have to work on this all the time. And it is something that does not come easily to me. I was a big um, emotional remote hander over. I would take other, I would let other people really dictate how I would feel. And so this has been hard for me, but it has been made a huge difference in my relationships um, for myself. And I would gather probably those around me because I am a lot more um, in control and take control of how I feel. And I've slipped up, believe me, big time slipped up and handed those controllers back to other people. And it never ends well for me. So I just really am a believer in this. So the first one I've written down some that I want to talk about. The first one is this one. So my husband, Dr. Tilton is an amazing guy. He has so many strengths about him. We are really a really great compliment to one another. But let me tell you, one of the things that he is not great at that I have a thought about <laughs> is that he often forgets things or doesn't plan or will be late or forget to call me when I say when I would like him to. So this just happened the other day. We were having the missionaries over for dinner and I had talked to him about the fact that they were going to come at five 30. He had wanted them to come at six. The missionaries had wanted to come at five. And so I compromised at five 30 and I told him, I said, they wanted to come at five, but I said five 30 because I knew you couldn't get home from work in time. And I remember him saying, thank you. That's so awesome. So and I, in the back of my mind, I thought I should really call and remind him during the day because I could totally see him forgetting, but I didn't, I got busy. I was doing my own thing. So five 30 rolls around, knock, knock, knock. 
the missionaries are here. Well, the missionaries can't come in to my house with just me home, right? Those are mission rules. And so it was kind of cold. And I was like, I'm really sorry, elders. Um, My husband isn't home yet. And so you're going to have to wait until he gets home. So I said, I'll call and see where he's at. So I call Dr. Tilton and he picks up and I can tell he's in the car and I say, Hey, where are you? And he's like, Oh, I'm just in the car. And I'm like, but where are you? And he's like, well, I I just left work. I'm right near work. And he works about 15 minutes, 20 minutes away from home, but traffic can be kind of bad. So sometimes it takes a little bit longer. So I was like, well, did you remember that the missionaries were coming over for dinner? And he was like, ah, and he had totally forgotten. Like I had thought he would. Now in the past, let me tell you what I would do. I would get super angry. I would get so mad because I'd be like, I told him he should have known. He clearly doesn't listen to me. He doesn't value that I have been working on this dinner all day long as I'm taking care of children and doing all of my other jobs, you know, he just goes to work and then he needs to be home and dinner's ready. And he, of course, doesn't value me and what I'm doing. That's what I used to think a lot. And I would get mad at him and it would just cause a super amount of tension and it would be awful and it really wouldn't benefit either one of us. So this time when it happened, I could kind of start to feel those feelings come up and I thought, nope, I am not going to go there. I am not going to think that thought that's going to make me feel mad. I just am like, of course, that's my husband. That's just who he is. That's how he operates. And that's okay. It doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean that he doesn't value me. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care. It doesn't mean that he didn't listen. He just got caught up in his work and he's on his way home and it's going to work out fine. The missionaries can wait and we'll have dinner right when he gets home. And that's what I did. And I didn't make it a big deal. I didn't let that his being late control my emotion in a way that was negative and didn't serve me. I decided to take back control of that. And I decided to think good thoughts. I was like, this is great. It'll give me more time to get the dishes done. And I got majority of the dishes that I had used for the dinner prep done before he got home. And then we were able to sit down and we had a great evening and I was not mad at him at all. I took back that controller and decided that I wanted to be happy and have a good night. And I did that. And that was so powerful, so powerful for me and so powerful for everyone around me because instead of exuding hate and anger and disappointment, I was just able to love everybody and have a great dinner and have so much fun. Because really, he was just 20 minutes late. That's it. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care about me. And it doesn't mean that I'm less. So that's really important to remember. So I really chose how I wanted to feel in that instance. I really chose that and it ended up being a great thing. So there's example number one. I'm sure you can all relate with that if you're married and you have a husband that he does some things, something or some things that drives you a little bit crazy sometimes and you can get mad or you can make it mean something about you. 
I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do that. You can choose how you want to feel. And he is not the one that's making you feel that way. You're the one who's choosing it. So even if you decide, no, I'm going to be mad, that's fine. You can decide how you want to feel, but you need to realize that you are the one choosing it. He is not making you feel that way. That's huge, 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 huge. Okay. Example number two, and all of these examples kind of come back to one thing that I'm going to wrap up with in the end, um, about what really is going on here. I think in most people's cases when they have negative emotions. So I have a good friend who edits all of my podcasts. She didn't do this one cause I'm just doing this kind of off the cuff. And I knew she was busy with family with the Thanksgiving holiday and I just didn't want to bother her. And that was okay. Like I'm not upset about that at all. And she was editing my podcast for last week and I had texted her and said, Hey, um, how's that podcast coming? Like, how's it going? And she's like, I'm doing my best. And I knew she was really busy that there was a lot going on. Now in the past, I would have made that mean something like she doesn't care about me. I would have gotten angry. I would have been really frustrated, but instead I did a follow-up with her on the day before the podcast. And I said, Hey, I was just wondering if you had maybe sent me that podcast, um, edited. I just want to make sure I didn't miss it. Cause I thought that could be a possibility. I miss a lot of stuff and sometimes technology doesn't always work. So I was going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And she said, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Now I could have been really, really mad. I had given it to her like a week before I could have been really upset but where is that going to get me? Nowhere. It's not beneficial at all for me to get upset. She honestly like had a lot going on in her life and that was okay. It was okay. And even if she hadn't, she ended up editing it for me and was really kind and did it really fast for me. But even if she hadn't, it would have been fine. Nobody's going to die. Okay. It's totally okay. But I, in the past, would have gone down that road like, I can't believe that she would do this. I would never do that to her. I would, you know, she doesn't value me as a friend. That's where I would used to go before I started doing this coaching on myself. And I just don't want to go there anymore, right? Because it's not necessary. It does not serve either one of us in a positive way. And it's not that big of a deal, okay? It really isn't. And now I love my friend and I'm not angry at her. And she didn't have to have me say mean things to her that weren't necessary, that she didn't deserve to hear. Right? So it's all good and it all worked out. I got the podcast going and it's fine. It's totally fine. So always decide how you want to feel. Always, always, always. And if you want my opinion choose to love. That's really your only job. Just choose to love people, love them for who they are and know that they're going to make mistakes. And that's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. And they're going to say things that maybe you don't think are the best way to say something. And that's okay. They don't have to know how to say it the way that you want to. They're not in charge of your emotions. Remember you're in charge of them. Okay. All right. So this kind of leads into what I was just saying for number three, 
I used to get really kind of bent out of shape if people would have a different opinion than mine because I thought, I'm right. I'm always right, (laughs) which is a really bad place to come from, right? But I see this a lot on social media. A lot of people complain about that people said something a certain way or that they don't understand them or that they don't get them or that they don't understand their opinion or that because they don't believe in their opinion that it's wrong. Right. And I used to think that too. And you know what? It's okay. If somebody doesn't believe in my opinion, they can have their own opinion. That doesn't mean that my opinion has to change. It doesn't mean that I have to necessarily agree with them, but I can let them have their own opinion. How would you feel if somebody was trying to make you change your opinion? You wouldn't like that, right? You wouldn't like somebody forcing that upon you. Now, I'm not saying that that means that you shouldn't um, state state your opposing opinion. I'm not saying that at all. But you don't have to do it in a hostile way. You don't have to do it in um, a way that you have to defend yourself. A lot of people feel like they have to defend themselves. And I have often felt like that in my life. Like, I should be able to defend myself here and stand up for what I think is the right thing to do. And it's okay. I don't have to do that anymore. I'm just like, fine. You want to think that way? Great. Go ahead. Think that way. It's fine. I can think the way that I want. You can think the way that you want. I can still love you and you can still choose to love me if you want. And if you don't, that's fine too. And if you do, great. (laughs) Bonus for both of us right? So I don't feel the need to defend myself as much anymore after I've done this work because I can think what I want and it's okay. Now, I think that all of these, there's so many more examples that I could go into, but I think with all of these and what I have really learned with coaching and I think really goes along with this taking back the remote concept that I'm trying to teach you all is that we often have problems. I think all of our problems actually stem when we have somebody say something or do something or react in a certain way that causes us to feel a certain way that is perhaps negative, that doesn't allow us to love somebody anymore. I think it's because we make it all about us. We make what they're saying mean something about us, and it doesn't mean anything about us. In fact, it means everything about them. That's what it means. So when you're reacting out, like if I'm, like if my husband is late and I decide to get mad, it's, I'm getting mad not because of him. It doesn't say anything about him. It says everything about me, that I'm letting this bother me that I'm letting this be a big deal, that I'm letting this anger me. It says everything about me, nothing about him. But we like to make it mean something about us. And that's why we feel angry. And that's why we feel rejected. And that's why we feel um, all these negative emotions that we often can feel in relation to what people do or don't do or say or don't say to us because we make it mean something about us when it means nothing about us it means everything about them
right? Let me tell you an example of this. So I hosted a dinner for a bunch of youth in my ward a couple months ago, and I'm not their normal teacher. And there were probably about 15 kids here and I had bought pizza and ice cream and all this yummy food, soda and all this stuff for them. And when they left, do you want to know how many kids thanked me? Two, two kids thanked me. One of which was not even a member of the church. One of which was just a friend who had come with somebody else. And he was so polite and really went out of his way to thank me. And another one wasn't even living in our ward anymore. And he thanked me several times and nobody else thanked me. And I made that mean something about me initially. And I was really upset. And I thought, I am going to go say something to them. And then I thought, you know what? No, because why am I trying to say something to them so that I feel better? So that I feel better because I want them to say thank you. And it was okay that they didn't say thank you. You know, it didn't mean anything about me. It meant everything about them, right? They're 16. They are 16. Okay. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't teach our youth to have good manners and things like that, but that wasn't my job. That's not my job, you know? And I know that they come from families where they have been taught those manners. So I was like, they're being 16. They're showing that they're just 16 year olds who think only of themselves and that's okay. You know, that's not my job and I'm not going to make it mean anything about me and I am still going to choose to love them regardless, right? So much better than carrying around this burden of resentment and hatred and anger towards them. And I'm not saying that I didn't feel those things initially, but then I decided I'm not going to feel this way anymore. I'm going to choose to feel differently. I'm going to take back my emotion, my emotional remote, and I'm going to choose how I want to feel towards them, regardless of what they do. Huge game changer, huge. So this is the, the power of coaching and what it can do for you in this area. There's so many other areas, which is amazing. This is why I love this coaching stuff. So I want you to really practice this. Give yourself this gift for Christmas of taking back your emotional remote. It will be powerful for you. Which leads me to remember that I didn't open the podcast by telling you something about me, right? My gosh. So here it is. I am a pilot's daughter. My dad flew big jets all my life. And he flew like 787s, 767s, DC-8. Um, he, and he was a fighter pilot in the Marines. So I have been around airplanes my whole life and I'm kind of not really a fan of flying, although I'm doing a lot of thought work on this in my life. So, but I will tell you something I love. I love, I love the sound of airplane engines when they take off like that power. I just love it. 
it just does something for me. I don't know what it is. It's weird. I know it's weird. And I, we have a local airport near us that the um, like Blue Angels have flown out of and done air shows in and stuff like that. And we ha- I think we have like the Missouri um, Air National Guard that flies out of it occasionally. And I can tell the difference when like a fighter jet is taking off as opposed to like a commuter jet. And you will see me like drop my stuff because they, (laughs) they fly like right over like this main shopping area near us. And I will run outside to try and see it. I'm kind of a dork that way anyway. So I love the sound of airplane power. I don't know. It's just something about me. And my son, um, Christian, my third, he has totally picked that up. He loves airplanes and um, he'll run outside too. And um, my husband's fascinated by the fact that I just can't get enough of it. Like I'll go to the air show like every day to watch it because when the Blue Angels come, because I just love that sound. Anyway, I just think it's the sound of America, like power. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so there's my little geek out moment on airplane engine power. (laughs) Kind of random, I know. But that's the kind of power I want you to feel when you take back your emotional remote. Okay, so I'm bringing it all back around. All right, I have to run. I have to finish packing for our vacation. And I have to do other a few other things for the podcasts that are coming up. So don't forget that a cup of Joel will be next Sunday. And then the Monday after that. So you'll hear this podcast. And then there will be a cup of Joel. And then the Monday after that, I have my friend Emily Hepworth on. And she is the mother of one little boy who is basically is exactly four days older than my youngest. Her first is four days younger, older than my youngest. And she's pregnant with her second and he has Down syndrome. And so I am interviewing her in a couple installments, actually, because I thought it would be really um, helpful for people who might find themselves in this position to hear from somebody as they go through it in real time. So she's pregnant right now with her son, Ethan, that's his name. And so I interviewed her what, about what that was like to find out that he had Down syndrome and what her feelings are surrounding that. So that's a really great interview. And then I'm going to interview her again shortly after he's born. And then again, probably around his one-year birthday. So that is a really f- um, interesting punk- podcast that I want to be able to share with each of you. And I'm hoping that it will be able to be something that will help somebody who's listening or maybe a friend of somebody's listening who's listening so they can share that with them. So lots of fun things to look forward to. And of course, Christmas is coming. Hello. So the podcast will actually come on, on Christmas. So after you open all your gifts and all that, you can come listen to the podcast. Anyway, so I hope you all have a great week and I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>